This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Taz the Moose with you here on this Thursday morning on CBS Sports Radio. As we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Let's welcome aboard right now uh, former star at Georgia, CBS Sports College football analyst Aaron Murray joins us now. Hey, Aaron, Taz of the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. We certainly appreciate it. Aaron, what's up, bud? I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, you got it, Aaron. I mean, uh, you know, it, it, at, at times being a guy that, I mean, you were a stud at Georgia, but do you look at what those Oklahoma quarterbacks do offensively and sometimes you're like, man, I wish, I mean, playing in Lincoln <laughs> Riley's system ain't all that bad. Dude, it's unbelievable. I go there, I go to Washington State. I mean, I, I so I cover a lot of Mountain West games and, and my former my former offensive coordinator, Mike Bobo, is the head coach for Colorado State now. And, and I had a chance to cover him twice last year and once year before. And I always tell my seat, I was like, dude, what the heck? We threw the ball 20 times a game and these guys are throwing it 50 or 60. I would have won a freaking Heisman if you just let me go through the a little bit. So I was like, yeah. I was like, dang it, Bobo, you held me back a little bit. And he would laugh. He said, did you win football games? I'm like, yeah. He said, do you have Todd Todd Gurley as your running back? I was like, yeah. He said, shut up. I'm like, okay. (laughs) That's true. You did have Gurley. That had to help you a lot. Hey, uh, Aaron, let me ask you, if we shift gears over to Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, right? You know, kind of like a slower start going on here. Break it down, man. Are you concerned about, like, how he's evolving? Or what? why do you think you think it's just the D.C.s are figuring him out, the coordinators are figuring him out, like, from last year? No. What, what's your thoughts? I don't think so. I mean, he's still you turn on the tape of Trevor, and, and you still see throws that no one else in the country can make. I mean, he, you turn it on, you're like, holy smokes. Especially some of these back shoulder throws about 40 yards down the field. You're like, right. that is a... NFL type though, so he's still an elite prospect. He's still going to be the number one quarterback taken, and and not this upcoming year's draft, but the following year's draft. It's just, I think he's playing good. He's playing really good. He's just not playing at the elite level that we thought he would, especially after last year. So, I just think we all expected this greatness to occur, the greatness we saw last year versus Alabama, and, and there was nowhere left for him to go but down, and that was the issue. So. Honestly, I think he's he's been playing fine. It's just you want to compare. Everyone wants to compare him to what Tua is doing, what Burrow is doing, what Herbert's doing, what Jalen's doing, and and he obviously the numbers aren't to what those guys are, are producing right now, and that's kind of the problem. But I think he's he's fine. He will be fine. And the good thing for him is, you know, they're playing in the ACC. They're not playing the best talent week in and week out. He will get this thing cranking. Mm. And I guarantee you by the time this team makes the playoffs, which they will make the playoffs because they don't have another ranked opponent on their schedule, he will be clicking all, on all cylinders. The, the, the rest of the offense will be clicking on all cylinders. And I expect him to go out there and have great performances versus Oklahoma, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, whoever they play there in the playoffs. 
You know, Aaron, uh, you know, it joked around, uh, you know, when when we brought you aboard. But, it, you know, when you look at that Oklahoma team and what Lincoln Riley is able to do, I mean, Jalen Hurts went from a guy where the thought process in, in, down in, in Alabama was, well, he can't really throw the football. And now you look at him and what he's doing and the throws that he's making and how free and easy that that ball comes out of his hand. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts looks like a guy that can play in the National Football League. I mean, that's how good he's looked this year for the Oklahoma Sooners. And and he's been just as productive, even more so than what Kyler Murray did. What about what that Oklahoma team is doing and how good Hurts has looked? Well, I definitely think, I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson. And two years ago, and no one was saying he would be, you know, great talent, freakish athlete, but there's no way this guy's a first-round talent. And he gets drafted late in the first round by Baltimore, got in last year, played a little bit towards the end of the season. And, you know, you've seen his work ethic and, and how he's developed as a passer. And, and shoot, Jalen last year and watching him, and because I was down there for the SC Championship game, and watching him throw the football, I was like, oh, he actually looks pretty good. You know, pregame warm-ups, he right. looked good. And then during right. the game when he came in, I was like, okay, he's he's definitely worked on his craft and has taken that next step when it comes to, to being a better passer. So I could see him, if he continues to go in the direction he is, kind of sneak into that late first round, someone trade up for him, or be a high second-round draft type pick. Just because he's physical, he's a good runner, he's a winner, and right now he's showing you can he can win throwing the football as well. The system, it's it's a mixture of a lot of things. The system is it's very QB friendly. They're going to spread you out. Uh, all these air raid type attacks, it's less it's it's less on the QB's plate. It's more just line up, pick out your one on one matchup, and, and just give your guy the ball in space and let him just go win. And then you look at the defenses they face. And that's my biggest issue. The Big 12, it, it, it's almost like Thursday walk-through practice yeah. where it, everything's scripted for success. These guys don't want to tackle. Guys are running wide open. They catch it. They break two tackles, and they take it for 70 yards. It's just, I, I just that, that whole league just refuses to play defense. It, it's just mind-blowing to me. So it's a mixture of a lot of stuff, but I, I got to give the kid credit. I mean, he has worked his tail off. I'm sure you guys saw the video of him after last week's performance. He's in the weight room after the game getting yeah. a workout in. Yep, yep, like, yep, yep. He, he wants it more than anyone else right now, and it's showing at the moment. I mean, he has a huge chip on his shoulder, and, and I've, been, I've been impressed. I really have been impressed, and, and I think this is a tremendous football team. they got talent around him, and obviously Lincoln can get those guys rolling offensively. And they've taken some strides defensively in the right direction. So they're, they're, they're a top-four team, and, and like I said at the beginning, if he continues to produce like this, not only will he win a Heisman, he has a chance to, to sneak into the first round, definitely early second round. Well, just think about that, Aaron. And by the way, we're speaking with Aaron Murray, CBS Sports College football analyst. Uh, you listen to Taz and Moose right now. So we got Aaron here uh, spitballing some college football. So, hey, man, look, just, just imagine that, the irony in that, like if Hertz ends up costing Tua the Heisman. Dude, that'd be crazy. Could you imagine that? I mean, that could happen. I, just, I mean, just imagine a scenario, I think I saw this a few weeks ago, where, you know, you got Georgia in the playoffs, Alabama in the playoffs, somehow Clemson slips, which they almost did last week. I mean, I don't see it happening, but you just, you never know. It's college right. football's kooky. These are 18 to 22-year-old kids, and, you know, that's why you don't bet your money on them. And then Ohio State and Oklahoma. So you got former quarterbacks playing against starting quarterbacks, and Justin Fields versus Jake Fromm, and two overs Jalen, and... I mean, it could happen, but right now, if, if I had to choose a Heisman uh, guy, it would be it would be Tua, 
And the good thing with Tua compared to maybe Jalen, Jalen obviously has that big game versus Texas looming next week. If he goes out there and kicks butt, you know, that's a huge feather in his cap. But Tua has the ability to go up against LSU this year. He has the ability to go against Auburn. Uh, and then Georgia or, you know, say Florida somehow finds a way to win the East. So that's three big primetime games that are going to be most likely on that 330 CBS spot. Uh, definitely the LSU game will be on that 330 slot, and then I'm guessing the Auburn will be too, and then the SEC championship game. So all eyes will be on Tua for three big weeks. So if he goes out there and kicks butt, which you know it all signs looks like he will, I, I would pick him as my Heisman right now. He's really doing a great job. But flip it over, if Joe Burrow goes out there and dominates and, and, and LSU finds a way to go into Tuscaloosa and beats Alabama – I'm a big fan of Joe Burrow. I, I have Joe Burrow as my number one quarterback in the NFL draft next year. If he goes out there and dominates that game, I would pick Burrow. But like I said, Jalen's kind of right there in the mix of things in that top three. You know, stay in that SEC, Aaron. Um, you know, is there, how big is the separation between Alabama and Georgia and everybody else? Honestly, right now, I, I – there's a group of four teams that I think any of them could be any of them any given day. There's, there's Alabama, obviously LSU, Auburn in the West. So I, I had a chance to cover the Auburn They're really A&M good. game, yeah, two weeks ago, and that 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 front seven, I'm not joking, man. Those dudes are the front four. Well, I was going to ask you how impressive is that Auburn defense because they're unbelievable. Their defense, that front four is tremendous. The linebackers are young. They got a young guy who is an absolute freak, um, another older veteran type guy, and, and, and they're doing a tremendous job. And then the most impressive thing actually is their back end. Those guys are not afraid to get in your face, jack you up, play man-to-man coverage, tight man-to-man coverage, and they tackle really well in space. And then Bo Nix, I, 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 I describe him like a, a, an infant, a newborn. Week one versus Oregon, he's you know on his back, rolling around like a little baby, he flips over, he starts crawling the next couple of weeks, and then, you know, this past weekend he stood up on, on his two legs and he started walking, and you're like, goodness gracious, this kid's pretty darn good. You know, he had flashes versus Oregon. You're like, if the talent's there, the consistency isn't there, and then he just kept taking baby strides, baby strides, baby strides, and then, you know, it, it looks like it's full steam ahead for, for him and Gus and his offense right now. And a lot of it has to do with just the, the timing and his footwork. You know, so much of being a quarterback is the rhythm of your drop, you know, timing up your three-step drop with a hitch for all different patterns against all different receivers and coverages. And week one, week two, week three, he just looked rushed. He didn't look comfortable. Then all of a sudden this past weekend versus Mississippi State, it's very fluid. It's on time. It's a rhythm. It's a dance. And, and the ball was accurate down the football field. And I think he's taken the, the right strides for this offense. Swartz is playing great on the outside with all his jet sweeps too. So, Gus is going to have some fun. So, honestly, I would say Auburn, to me, is the most complete team when you want to talk about balance between offense and defense. Alabama, obviously, the elite receivers, those guys on the outside, it's going to be hard to stop them. But defensively, watching them, they're, they're okay. Those linebackers really are a, a problem for them. They don't run fit really well. They get, they get lost in pass, uh, in pass pro also. LSU defensively has been, you know, a little bit embarrassing to me. I, I was expecting a lot more from those guys. They got a tall task for Utah State this weekend, so we'll see if they can step it up a little bit. They are healthier. Uh, their offense with Joe Burrow, though, is it's like he, he is my favorite quarterback in all of college football right now. And then 
I would say Georgia is right behind Auburn for the most balanced. You know, they're obviously offensively not, might not be as sexy and flashy as these other guys, but they get the job done. They really do. Jake Fromm and those guys, those running backs, I think the receivers are going to continue to get more and more trust from him and the offensive coordinator, um, and, and those guys will develop as the season goes. And defensively, they look really darn good right now. So, like I said, those four teams on any given day, I think, could beat each other up. I think it's going to be an interesting race, especially in the West going forward, to see who's going to face Georgia in the SEC championship game. You know, Aaron, uh, we've talked a lot here about, and we're talking Aaron Murray, former star at Georgia, currently CBS Sports College football analyst. Um, you know, Aaron, we, we've spent a lot of time here talking about Michigan. Uh, I'm curious from, from your perspective. We had Braylon Edwards on earlier in the week. He talked about the lack of development of players. When when you look at, you know, are you surprised? Because I, I really am. I, I, I thought based on the success he had at Stanford, I'm not saying that they're going to win one championship after another. I'm surprised that Harbaugh struggled this mightily against good teams being at Michigan. I do, too, because, I mean, they've recruited well. I mean, they do have players there. So, I mean, there has to be, you know, going back to what Braylon said, a lack of development going on because you are getting talent. And then it's always tough to judge, you know, what does a four- or five-star kid look like when he shows up on campus? Because I had plenty of guys who, you know, you look at their rivals tape and you're like, man, they're great. But then you look at them, they're playing, you know, 1A football in the middle of nowhere, and they're just better athletes. And all of a sudden they get to the college ranks, and, you know, they're going against guys that are just as good as them, and they're getting dominated. So there's a lot to do with, with great coaching and developing those guys once they get on campus and into your facility. And then obviously that's not getting done right now. Uh, and my biggest disappointment with, with Michigan is, one, obviously their defense. We knew that they were going to lose. They lost some guys from last season. Were they going to be as good? No, but – they, they have not looked even close to the, their identity of a, of a defensive-minded football team. And then Shea Patterson, um, I was high on this guy. I thought he was going to be with Gaddis as the offensive coordinator, spread offense. I was like, this is perfect for him. He's mm. going to be slinging it around. He's a good athlete. And he, he just it's, it's the turnover bug, man. You can't turn over the football and expect to win football games, whether it's interceptions for him, not securing it in the pocket, that, that's an issue. That is a major issue that's hard to correct. I just think there's a lack of confidence in him and a belief in him from around him, from his teammates. I think there's a lack of confidence as an entire team about going in there and winning big games. And, and right now, I would be too, because you look at that, that, that conference in the Big Ten, Ohio State's dominant. I think Ohio State's the best team in the country right now. Um, and, and Wisconsin looks really damn good too. So I, I just – I don't know, man. Jim, Jim just is not – the mindset of those guys is not elite. It's not of winners. And, and he has a big problem on his hands right now because I think this could be a team that is, is nine and 9-3 this year, and that's just not going to get it done at Michigan. You know, uh, you, you mentioned – you know, Aaron, you mentioned uh, Wisconsin, how dominant, and I agree, man, no doubt. And, and one of the key things there, as you know, is that, that awesome running back to having Jonathan Taylor – who's a guy who definitely will be in that Heisman race, I would assume. So who's, who's the best running back for you right now in college football? Is it Ohio State Dobbins? You mentioned Ohio State. Is it Travis Etienne from, from Clemson or uh, Swift, DeAndre Swift from Georgia? Is it Taylor? Who, who's your guy right now as far as the best halfback running back in the game? I think Jonathan Taylor. I mean, the, the stats don't lie. You turn on the film, and this guy is so explosive. He's big, he's strong. He has that long speed, too. I mean, I saw him, what, two weeks ago 
I'm drawing a blank who they are playing, but he just broke one for about a 70-yard touchdown. You're like, goodness gracious, that guy, uh, he has everything you want. I really like. That might have been when they beat up Michigan. Was that when they beat up Michigan? That might have been when they beat up Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to have that kind of run against Michigan is like, okay, this dude's legit. I don't care if Michigan isn't as good as Michigan should be. That's still a damn good run. So he's, he's kind of my top guy right now. I like ETN. He just needs to protect the ball a little bit better. He's had a couple big fumbles. You look for Georgia Tech, he had a fumble last week. For North Carolina, he had a fumble. So yeah, running backs that fumble the ball and put it on the ground, that's a big issue with me. You can't do that. Uh, so he needs to clean that up. Swift, the only issue with Swift is Georgia has so many damn running backs. Yeah, I mean, they, they just continuously rotate those guys in and out. So he's not getting maybe all the love as these other guys. And that we knew that was going to be the problem going forward of – you know, he, they're going to move three or four guys in there. I mean, they are just so deep where Jonathan Taylor is the dude and Etienne is the guy, so those guys are going to get their, their touches where Swift is not. And, and, and it may stink for him and his chance of getting a Heisman, but his chances of being a great pro, I think pro guys love that. They're like, dude, we have a guy that we know is special, catching the ball to the backfield, running it between the tackles, outside stretches, and he's healthy because he didn't get beat up this entire year. So – I think guys in the NFL love it, and, and, and it stinks because he's not going to get all the awards that he could get. But, you know, if it translates better into the NFL, good for him. You know, Aaron, you think Ohio – you mentioned it, and I don't want to bury it. You think Ohio State best team in the country right now, though? Oh, there's no doubt in my mind that team right now with Justin Fields and, and what his development's been from – I mean, going back last year and go watching him in spring practice at UJ, then, you know, kind of seeing him when he got in there during the football games and – you had a, a freak of an athlete. I mean, the kid's 6'3", 225, 230, big, big arm, can throw it everywhere in the ballpark. But he tried to muscle everything. Everything was like a rocket. Like, I'm going to put a hole in my damn receiver's chest. And that's the development of a young rece- a quarterback is understanding timing with your footwork, understanding touch. When do I need to bring the fastball? When can I just feather it in there and allow my receiver to, to, to catch the football and run? And this year you watch him, and his footwork is beautiful in the pocket. He's, he's layering the football down the field really nicely. He's keeping his head up when he gets outside the pocket. He's not a runner first, that's for sure. You know, a lot of guys are that good of athletes. If they feel pressure in the pocket and they get outside, they tend to just tuck it and run. But he's doing a great job of once he breaks containment, he does a great job of keeping his head up, finding his receivers down the field. And that's that's when the big plays happen. And then obviously we're seeing him run the football really well too. Offensive line was a concern for me heading into the year. They had to replace a lot. Those guys have looked really, really darn good protecting in the pass game and opening up running lanes for Dobbins and those guys. And then defensively has been the biggest jump for me. Those guys, we know how talented they are. Uh, and last year they did not bring in at all the entire season. They looked very average at best for the majority of the year. This year they got a chip on their shoulder and they are playing really good football. So when we talk about complete football teams and we talk about Alabama lacking defense, LSU lacking defense, Clemson lacking consistency at offense at times right now, Georgia's complete, Ohio State's complete, but to me Ohio State on film looks the the most complete. Uh, And if I had to pick a top four, honestly, Clemson wouldn't be in it. And and Ohio State would be my number one. Well, there you go. Hey, Aaron, you got involved in the AAF uh, February 2020. Uh, are we going to see you playing quarterback in the XFL? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so I, just got ma- I just got married three months ago. And Congratulations. I got to get everything approved by the wife, and I, I don't know if she <laughs> – 
I don't know if she likes the thought of me getting my, my ass handed to me. So <laughs> she, she, likes, she likes me better doing radio and TV safer up in the booth. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. Or maybe on the sideline. You know it better than anybody, Aaron. We appreciate it uh, and coaching it up. Uh, hey, Aaron, we appreciate the time this morning. All right. Continued success. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it, guys. Take Have care, buddy. Have a Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 